well, I've so my thing. I used to go to the gym. That was my place. I would go in the morning. That was just part of my morning routine. I won't lie. The first few weeks of quarantine were a struggle. I did not work out. I was eating. I don't think I was able to get a lot of things at um, during my time allowed at the grocery store. So there were like days I was eating funnel cake because I, I know how to make funnel cake at home. <laughs> hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour where we need to view dope people doing dope things from around the world. And today we have an amazing guest. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Jeremy Brutus. Most people call me Mimi. I am a third year medical student and I love to travel. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So what are you going to school for? Medicine, hopefully to be a pediatrician. That's the end goal. Pediatrician. So things have changed a little bit since the last time we talked? <laughs> yes, they have. I found myself more uh, gravitating towards children and childcare and things of that nature so I figured I might as well follow where my life is leading me so what's what's led you to that like what's changed you from your initial trajectory to now um well I noticed that wherever I go children tend to be drawn to me and I it's easy for me to carry on a conversation per se with a child like I feel they have something important to say even if we don't find it important they feel it's important and I'm able to communicate with children and make them feel like what they're saying is important and I noticed that a lot of other people find difficulty with doing that or get frustrated easily when it comes to children and I'm not one of those people so I, I always loved children so I figured might as well incorporate that into my life's work. Okay. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> sister's a pediatrician, so I definitely understand. Um, so what got you into traveling in the first place? Uh, well, I always traveled growing up, um, even just from state to state. I grew up mostly in Florida, was raised a bit in Boston, went back and forth. And throughout my life, I traveled with my family. But um it was really school that gave me, or this school that gave me the opportunity to be able to travel more because their program is not just based within the United States. So we have the option to go elsewhere, get a different look at life, different environment rather. And I took the opportunity when it arose. Nice, nice. And so... What was your first travel experience? Like, do you remember way back when your first travel experience? Um, honestly, my first, no. I, I was told about my first, I was an infant, but I would say the most significant travel experience of my life when I was younger um, was going to China. I went nice. to China when I was 13 with my mom. And it was an amazing experience, just being there being in a place that I never imagined that I would ever go it was awesome just even the food seeing what they eat and completely different from what we know to be Chinese food but right. it was amazing 
So now at 13, was this like planned out or she was just like, look, this summer we're going to China or like, what was it as a conversation that led up to this? Well, not with me. It, uh, yeah, the conversation wasn't with me. I kind of just found out that's where we were going. Um, but it was through her work and one of her clients, they wanted to, I guess, thank her for all the work that she did as their attorney and paid for us to go. Because, <laughs> as nice. you know, as a single parent, she she's always been hustling and working and all that. So um, I am. I am so sorry about that. Um, Yes. uh, Yeah. So she was always working and this was just an opportunity for them to show her that they appreciated all the work that she did for them on their case. And because I was her forever plus one, I got the opportunity to go (laughs) to. Nice. Nice. Now from that point forward, do you want to like, set you up on a computer do you want to give you some more time yeah i'm gonna switch to my tablet if that's okay that's fine we can we can take a pause break real quick okay i apologize i don't understand a lot of people no no problem we don't want to portray you of having a teddy riley type of scenario you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hold on. I'm just pulling it up on this side. Okay, we could actually stay here. I just sold, I put everything on do not disturb. It's, we're all good. All right, awesome, awesome. So what were you saying? Uh, Your forever plus one? Yes, her, I was her forever plus one. So I was given the opportunity to go with her. And it was, again, just a surreal experience being somewhere across the world that I never, especially at the age of 13, thought I would ever go let alone at such a young age. So that also inspired my love for traveling, just being in a different culture and different environment, getting to broaden my horizons and broaden my knowledge of other people and their lifestyle and their everyday challenges or desires, whatever that that case may be. Okay, okay. And so did you guys travel a lot when you were younger? I mean, you alluded to that to that earlier. Outside of the Florida to Boston, did you guys do anything else, like anywhere else, really? Um, myself, we did a lot of the Caribbean. Uh, okay. Uh, those are kind of domain do differently with the cruise, but every now and then we would stay longer and explore. Um, Haiti, for sure, we did go. 
Um, however, it was mostly my mom. She would travel more because of work, but seeing her travel made me want to explore the world too. She would go to, for example, Brazil and come back and tell me about it. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want to go to Brazil. Like that's on my list now to go to, or she would go, I don't know, she's gone to Europe and just like, that's, that's somewhere I want to go to just different places, seeing her being able to travel so much and where she took me as much as she could just made that love for travel so much more. Okay. Okay. And so like, do you have like a top five places you visit so far? Um, let's see. Top five would be Aruba. Um, I would say Colombia, uh, Haiti, of course. Um, China definitely was a great experience, and Hawaii. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm actually going to Aruba this week, so nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, yeah. so what? What keeps you wanting to explore different places? What drives you to want to say, all right, this week or this month or this year, I want to travel to these places? Um, for me, I think it's the experience of the last trip, ha engaging with the locals and getting to know like their lifestyle. It's just like, okay, what's next? How are people living in this next location that I want to visit? How are things there? Or what is their day-to-day -day life? Because I do love, you know, vacationing and getting to like, relax in a hotel and chill out. But I also like to just be among the people and just, you know, vibe out with them and see like what their life is like. Because being from Miami, the Miami that people come to visit during spring break, summer, that is not the Miami that we're in. <laughs> like, it's not the same thing whatsoever. So having that mentality already when I go elsewhere I'm just like I already know this vacation life is not your life so I want to know what your life is and it just continues for every location that I go every place that I plan to go I just want to know like what is what's your life like here you know nice nice I need to I need I need Mimi's guide to the local travel uh, I'm waiting for that to drop <laughs> yeah for sure I got you <laughs> <laughs> so do you do a lot of solo traveling or do you do like um group onesie twosie group travels or larger group travels um mostly solo every now and then I'll do small group like with a few friends I've never actually done the large group like travel where there are things planned for you to do never done that I actually do want to do that at some point um but yeah, no, it's typically small groups or just myself. I like to get lost in the country. Well, not actually lost, but. <laughs> right, right. So that actually leads me to the next question that I'm going to ask is, you know, as a, as a woman of color traveling solo, do you feel safe, right? Um, you say you living in Miami. Um, you know, Miami's a different world, especially off the, the, the vacation spots, right? Um, yeah. Boston is complete opposite of Miami and you can kind of feel some of the looks and the talks and the stuff like that. When you travel, do you feel safe? Do you feel as though that you're treated the same way that a woman of color would be treated here in the United States? Um, it depends on the place. 
I would say for Barbados, for example, I think I was treated so much better. I feel like I was, I was more free to be out and Mm -hmm. not not always be worried about is someone like following me or is is there someone going or am I going to be in danger by myself in this location that that fear was not as prevalent um I would say potentially and again in speaking for Barbados because the island is so small the everybody tends to know each other and they're looking out for you if they know who you are so there would yeah. be times that I could be like walking to the grocery store and someone will like honk in their car and it's someone I know and they'll just, or they'll text me like, Hey, I saw you. Do you need a ride? Like, is there something that you need? They're always looking out for you. And I see that in most other countries that I visit, the people there look out for each other. Whereas right. here, where what I notice as a difference is, in the U.S., we're very much about convenience, which is something that I did miss so much while I was gone. But with that convenience, we don't have as much of like the familial help or familial assistance that you would find, <clears throat> excuse me, in other countries where they don't have those conveniences. So they have to come together to make things easier. And that gave a sense of safety for me. Okay. And never for times I would be out. Okay, okay. So mm-hmm. as as far as COVID, right? Where were you when the world shut down? I was in my apartment in my room in Barbados studying for an exam. We had 48 hours before the exam and we got notification that we also had 48 hours to get food because they were locking the place down completely. Stores were going to be closed. Streets were going to be closed. If you were outside and it wasn't your turn to be outside, you were liable to get arrested. It was it was intense. Granted, I appreciate the measures that they took because the sense of lockdown was done within like a month and a half. They're mm-hmm. over there living normally and not really concerned about COVID as much. Granted, people mm-hmm. are wearing masks religiously. Um, sanitizing and temperature checks are mandatory for any establishment that you walk into. Mm-hmm. But the urgency of the immediate lockdown was intense. <laughs> Going to the grocery store. It was like, again, 48 hours for the entire country to find food and things and provisions before they shut down. So it was just lines and lines of people outside of grocery stores. I think uh, my friend Lydia and I, we went to at least three grocery stores before settling on one because the line appeared shorter (laughs) than everywhere else. And we ended up spending three hours in line before getting food all while studying for an exam like in the line <laughs> so wow. it, was, it was an intense experience but it's a good story to tell <laughs> it, it is and and so how was life impacted um once shutdown occurred um for the most part it wasn't too bad I was already home most of the day anyway I studied from home um but once you know you take the exam and you're ready to go out 
and you know that you can't <laughs> like not going out wasn't the issue but just knowing that we couldn't go out like there was nowhere <laughs> to go entertainment already is pretty limited like in the states I feel like we're force-fed entertainment it's everywhere you go somewhere there's something to do all the time but over there you essentially create your own fun and if things aren't open there's not much to work with except what you have in your home or if you can get to the beach so after a while that's what we ended up doing whenever we were free we went to the beach just to have something to do and um yeah it we there was definitely a shift in how we went about our lives um going to the grocery store just because you like forgot that one thing that you want to eat that was not happening anymore um there's no more like ordering food really ordering prepared food because a lot of the restaurants were shut down um then they they didn't even have like delivery service yet as far as like Instacart or things to get you groceries at home. So it took about a month after lockdown for them to put those measures into place. So after that delivery and all those things made quarantine easier since you didn't have to venture out and do anything. It was, it was tough at first, but after a while it got, it was fine, Quarant lockdown for the most part was lifted. We did have like curfew, but mm -hmm. other than that, it was great. It was like people found ways to make it fun. Uh, they had like little speakeasies everywhere. <laughs> um, people were hiding from like the police. They would have their like bar during the day because a lot of the businesses are like little bars or little stores. So they would have the bar in front of their home during the day. And once like 8 p.m. hit on a weekday, that was when curfew was, this one particular bar um, close to our dorm would close the front, shut it down, make it look like it was complete. If you went in the back, there were bar tables, everything was open, you could like relax and they would keep it open for as long as somebody was there with the key. So nice. they like curfew would be 8 p.m. but people would be leaving the bar like 6 a.m. <laughs> and and it wasn't just like a, <laughs> it's not it's not but because of um the way they handled the situation from the start I don't think they hit I think now it's they probably just hit 300 cases on the island mm. in okay. total um, and they've had seven, I think about seven deaths, but it was, you know, quite old elderly people, their eighties, nineties. So the, the likelihood that they would survive, um, <clears throat> COVID unfortunately was already low. Um, mm. however, they have maintained such a strict policy. Um, their contact tracing is 10 to none. Like they, had a jeep and they were picking up people in the street like oh, that's wow. how intense so after a while once like the fear of covid kind of died down and especially once the airport closed i personally and i'm sure most other people felt freer to go about their normal lives because no one's coming in that could potentially bring it and we know for a fact everybody here has has been here for a while 
or has been in quarantine or government, their quarantine is government facility quarantine. <laughs> like once you're right. in there, yeah, you either pay for a hotel to be quarantined or you're going to a government facility. So there was never really any cross between anybody that could be, um, that could have COVID with somebody that was already on the island just out. So yeah, the the lockdown after a while felt more like let's find ways to get around it. We we feel relatively safe. But yeah, it was it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. Okay. So how was your adjusting to the new normal? Cause I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you know, you turn into an Instagram babe over COVID. <laughs> These people or catches some COVID pounds. So, you know, how, you know, you because you, you did mention that you had to adjust how you did things, right? And you had to find ways to occupy your time. So, I mean, I guess one of the things was healthy eating and working out because I was following your workout regimens and I was tired within the first few minutes. So... <laughs> Um, well, I, so my thing, I used to go to the gym. That was my place. I would go in the morning. That was just part of my morning routine. I won't lie. The first few weeks of quarantine were a struggle. I did not work out. I was eating. I don't think I was able to get a lot of things at, um, during my time allowed at the grocery store. So there were like days I was eating funnel cake because I, I know how to make funnel cake at home. <laughs> So it's just eating funnel cake just to have something. But um, after a while, I was, I got tired of, I, you know, you can feel kind of icky. I, that's the best word I can think of right now. When you eat too much junk, you kind of feel sluggish. And that's where I got to. And so um, I started to look on Instagram for like different workout options because as much as I do work out, I just, I know what I know. Like I know to deadlift with a barbell. I know to do something else like dumbbells, but as far as like modifying those for home workouts, that was a bit difficult for me. So on YouTube or Instagram rather, I did see a lot of people using cinder blocks as weights or things around their house to lift. And so uh, a friend of mine, Lydia, that I mentioned earlier, we started putting, taking our book bags. We weren't using them anyway, not going anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> we would put like cans of beans or cans of things into the book bag and then use cinder blocks for like other things and just do little workouts around the house. Instagram was like my personal trainer and it was great. Um, also being in Barbados, just getting to most places includes a lot of walking and I think that helped I would be walking like three miles a day sometimes just to get to a grocery store and come back okay and you know you're holding your stuff not you know you could also take a cab but at the same time it's like $20 for a cab or a 10 minute walk that might be like three miles so <laughs> you know you gotcha. take your battle Okay, so how about everything else? I mean, I know I called you out on the IG stuff, but how did the rest of life adjust for you? Because I know you are in school, and last you said going into COVID, you were finalizing an exam, and then you know, then you know, school's out, summertime in Barbados. I mean, 
probably the best place to be. Um, <laughs> right. So um, are you, were you schooling all year round at that point? And so there was maybe small spurts of vacation and then still going back to school. It, yeah, we had school all year round throughout summer too. So, um, which was actually, I'm glad we did because it filled up the time. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, even though it was safer in Barbados, they still weren't doing large gatherings. So every event was canceled. Everything from, um, what is it, uh, crop over canceled. Everything leading up to crop over was canceled. Everything after crop over was canceled. Little parties, like little clubs, like events were canceled. Everything was dead. So being in school kind of gave us something to, gave us a structure to follow, which for me was helpful. I know I need structure throughout the day. With Without it, I'm just like, what, what do I do? <laughs> so, Funnel cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> funnel cake pretty much make funnel cake and watch rick and morty that's like <laughs> my day there you go. but um <laughs> but with uh school it gave us like a more rigid structure which also ultimately helped me with like the working out and staying healthy because i'm just like i'm still doing the same thing i'm doing i'm still going to school that's my job i do that so i everything else stays the same as well um when school was out that was when the gravity of quarantine hit because there's nothing going on. There's nothing outside, nothing inside. <laughs> like Netflix becomes your friend. I was at the beach every day, every single day for no reason. Oh, poor you, poor you. You're at the <laughs> beach all the time. I feel so bad for you having a beach <laughs> life. You know, I know because because you're up north it doesn't it seems like <laughs> like first world problems <laughs> yes first world problems i don't feel bad for your beach life at all <laughs> <laughs> you know of see comparing like other quarantine stories i will say mine was was pretty good <laughs> considering okay. so <laughs> it was okay. compared to other yes, it was it's pretty <laughs> and and so you know you you mentioned your mom, you're usually her plus one. How was she feeling during this time? you know during I mean when things locked down during and then now how his her mindset changed knowing that Barbados is probably safer than coming back to Miami that still today florida there's there's memes out there how Flo covid is upset at Florida because. Florida still re refuses to wear a mask. So <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but no, my mom, like for the most part, maintained that it was probably safer in Barbados, just seeing the numbers. The numbers are night and day from what's here to what's over there. I still get updates. And I think this morning, like they'll send it's so it's so few number, a few cases over there that they will send an update every morning saying these people got cases. This is how old they are. This is where they came from. They're now in quarantine. Like we already got them there in quarantine, just so you know. Nice, <laughs> and then they'll nice. give you an update of how many people are currently in quarantine, how many people have left, how many people were tested that day. It's just so 
so structured and seeing that I think gave her more comfort in knowing that I was there over here um, during, especially during the height of it or the height of the paranoia. So um, I certainly, I know I felt more comfortable being there, especially seeing what I was seeing on the news or like my friends back home, seeing them like locked down for months and months. And I'm like, oh, I can't relate. It's crazy, it's crazy out here, I tell you. Um, so you're currently back stateside. Yeah. All right. So does that mean um, tourism has opened up for Barbados or they're just letting specific people in and out? No, tourism is open. Everything is open. Um, the only thing, the only caveat is you either need a PCR, a negative PCR, or you're going to be quarantined until you receive a negative result. So gotcha. um, if anyone's planning to travel to Barbados, make sure you have that. Uh, my friend recently, another classmate of mine, went uh, not too long ago to spend Christmas there. And she flew out, I believe, on the 21st. But because she didn't have a negative exam result within three days prior to her arrival, she had to quarantine in a hotel. Or she paid to quarantine in a hotel rather than the government facility. And she had to wait until and get retested until she got a negative result and was able to leave the property. Okay. So um, that's just one thing to keep in mind when traveling there. It has to be a PCR test and it has to be within 72 hours of travel. But other than that, tourism is open, but not cruises. Cruises are not there. <laughs> there are ships out there, but they are not moving. <laughs> not, for a long, not for a long time, a long time. Not at so, all. <laughs> so with, with life changing and us having to live in COVID, um, and you just moving back home, coming back. So are you back home for good or you're here on a break just to get back? It's kind of up in the air because of COVID. Um, right okay. now, our next uh, semester will be virtual. So okay. whatever happens with COVID, whatever our school decides will determine where I go next. I'm hoping we stay. Like I love, I love the island life, but I need some time in the States for a while. <laughs> You need, so, to open I, and do, you need the, the convenience. That's what it is, yes, right? Yes. You don't know how much I've ordered Uber Eats and DoorDash because, since I've been here. <laughs> and plus, home cook, a, home cook <laughs> a home cooking meal, a Haitian meal is nothing that's substituted. You know what I mean? I think about your mom's lalo often. <laughs> <laughs> I will remind her. She actually, she just... I have a big <laughs> container of it at the house right oh now. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll find a way to freeze dry and send it out to you. Please, uh, please. So, so I, I'm gonna ask this question. So, like, coming back stateside, you know, um, what was the process like for you to leave from the Baha from Barbados to come here? Was it you needed to get a COVID test? You needed to do a series of things, or because you're a U.S. citizen? you got carte blanche to do what you wanted to do. Um, I, I don't know if it was because I was a U.S. citizen, but it doesn't seem like uh, the U.S. really has many sanctions on travel. Um, I did not need a negative test. I did not need, the only thing I needed was, were based on rules set by the airline. That mm -hmm. was to have a face mask. That was, that was it. Didn't need anything. <laughs> 
I feel so safe right now. <laughs> right? I was concerned. I was in the customs line, like, wait. <laughs> I think I think from a country that has so few cases, um, so few widespread cases. I think there were exceptions for you all, but still. I look, mm-hmm. uh, Mimi. I know you. You cool and all, but <laughs> we gonna get this PCR from you, or oh, you gonna yeah. have to quarantine for a couple of days. You know what I mean? That's believe. As soon as I landed, my mom was like, "Next day, go ahead. They got free testing." Hey, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So with with the new normal of PCRs going everywhere to pretty much go anywhere now and masks and you know being covid conscious has that changed the way you plan to travel moving forward um, yes a bit um i would usually like if especially if i was doing like a vacation thing with my friends it would be like let's go places where they have like the most activity the most parties like where it's most lit now i'm just like do i really want to do that like do i want to be around that many people because thinking like when I think about it I'm like well maybe not too too bad but then I take a simple trip to Walmart and I'm like this is too many people this is way too many people here right, so right. I I think moving forward I'll probably be more conscious as far as where I go how especially with the um accommodations I'll be checking if they have at least listed that they're taking covid um uh measures you know because granted i won't know for sure if they are but i feel at least if they list it there's there's some chance that that's happening and i'll still wipe down lysol all of that before (laughs) getting too comfortable but um yes moving forward i'm going to be more conscious as far as how i book to be safe from COVID or whatever else may be out there. So does your travel tips change now versus what they would have been before? Not necessarily. My tips are still the same, just with the added note, be conscious of where you're going. If make sure it's clean, probably check for, um, one thing I have been doing is checking for like the daily rates of covid how how that's changing or just even the hospitalization rate um Mm -hmm. because i notice it's not just the getting covid it's being able to find treatment so if i go somewhere and i didn't check that their hospitals are already overrun god forbid something happens not even covid i'm screwed either way like i can't get to a hospital to get treatment so I think that would be an additional tip that I would add. Just so take what a are, glance, what, make sure. So what would be the other tips? So we know we got now to COVID conscious things. <laughs> what are what's Mimi's top five tips for travel? Um, plan ahead. Definitely. I I am very much a fan of wanderlust, but I feel like there should be some level of structure to your plan. Um, don't just like drop in the middle of a of a country and not know where you're gonna stay or what where you're gonna eat or what what you're gonna do. Have like a base. Go when you're planning a trip to go somewhere. Have a base of operations. 
essentially gotcha. wherever it is that you're staying whatever the case is um so that was to plan ahead have a base three um if you're going with friends decide together pick a place that everyone's comfortable with um because nothing will ruin a trip more than having a group of friends and one or two that are just like i didn't even want to come here like i don't why are we here <laughs> so you know compromise is key in that um, respect uh let's see what else i travel with my pet often um so that's he's quiet i haven't seen him at all (laughs) hey superstar (laughs) she actually walks around yeah she's she's pretty good um but as far as uh pets another tip they have changed um the requirements for pets on planes um i usually usually travel with her as an uh, emotional support animal and they are no longer allowed as far as of january 1st or january 4th so um tip get them to be a service animal of any other kind <laughs> um <laughs> if and what is rec- uh, recognized as a thing for them because i would use her for anxiety granted i have the anxiety but not to the extent that i would really need a dog but um that is also a a reason for a regular service dog you can have service dogs anxiety depression whatever it is but get them registered as a service dog to avoid basically $500 round trip for a dog wow, <laughs> or that <laughs> yeah i know we're not yeah. like I know some some people may be balling like that, but I'm not. I'm not about <laughs> to drop half a grand for a dog to <laughs> go on a plane. But You're about um, to see pu- puppy daycare, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it might so, actually that might cost just about the same. So depending on where could. you are, yeah. In Miami, it's all about like little foo foo dogs too. So yeah, it yep. would be expensive. Um, okay, and number five. I'll bring the things that you know you need with you because not every country will have them. Um, for the longest time, while I was in Barbados, I, I'm assuming before they got used to the influx of American um, students, uh, I need, needed Pedialyte because if, if I'm feeling nauseous, whatever the case is, Pedialyte is my go-to. There was no Pedialyte anywhere none like to find Pedialyte I had to drive like 45 minutes to a Costco version store to buy it in bulk to have for like six months they got those packets now so just remember they got the the dry Pedialyte packets yeah see and I wasn't thinking that when I packed to go I was like everybody has Pedialyte I'll be able to find Pedialyte and I I could not I'm I'm about to go to CVS to get me some Pedialyte right now because I'm going on this trip and mm-hmm. I want to stay hydrated. There you go. Exactly. So yeah, those are my tips. Okay. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I would ask what's going on, what you got coming up, but what you got coming up is maybe what graduation in another year, or when is graduation for you? Like a year and a half. But yeah. Okay. Coming a year soon. and a half. 
Yes. Woo! Time flies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's about time, though. I'm tired. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems like just yesterday you graduated college, then you started your post-college um, program, and then you got into this awesome program that took you away from us, right? <laughs> and, you know, now you're back shortly, hopefully, for a little longer than than um than we would like we would expect but if you got to go back we understand you have a couch for some of us to sleep on i'm game i'm here i'm here for it all of course always always you know um so so where can people find your amazing workout videos and you know progress (laughs) um so instagram is basically where i post all that um my instagram is what is it underscore underscore k-a-r-a-m-e-l-l-l like caramel with three l's um but yeah i will be posting more workout videos i did kind of my phone was irrevocably broken not too long ago i had to get a new one but um now that i have a new one and i'm upgraded i will be posting more videos and workout content and all that fun stuff so. And are you still sharing the skincare regimens and stuff like that? Or you're yes. kind of like over that at this point since you're not in that direction anymore? Oh, no, I still love skincare stuff. I still, okay. you know, I'm all about that. <laughs> so, yes, for sure. Now my goal is like working on just having my skincare. So I'm not going anywhere with makeup. So hopefully there I'll, go. I'll send all go. that out. <laughs> Hey, look, you're about to have a whole bunch of people like, girl, what's your regimen? Let me get that real quick. You know what I mean? Who knows? Mimi's skincare regimen. Yo, look, skincare products coming out the wazoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Like, we just hope this this United States air and sun and, and smog doesn't mess up your skincare regimen since it's been accustomed to this beautiful Caribbean sun and air. <laughs> The Barbados humidity is gone. It's not opening and cleaning my pores anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I, I, I've wanted to do this for a while, and so I really thank you for doing this. Um, this was an amazing thank conversation you of your experience. And, um, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, we get to link up before it's too late. You know what I mean? 